going on? What's going on? What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Your Energy, Your World with Anthony Collins and myself. Uh, without further ado, let's bring Brother Collins in. What's going on, brother? Sounds like we got a little mix-up here. What's up, brother? What's going on? I can't call it mice spoiler, man. Mice spoiler. Got too many windows. Got too many windows open here, man. Got too many windows open. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Dig it, dig it, dig it. How's it going on this good Saturday morning, brother? By no complaints, man. It's Saturday, so I'm I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. How's it going your way? Slow motion, man. It feels like a Sunday. Either like Sunday morning. Slow motioning, man. Slow motioning. All right. All right. What we're talking about today, man, is uh, what happens when you truly get life. You know, you know okay. we can take this a, a couple of different directions uh, with that. Before we get started, man, just welcome everybody on the Wiring 1328 app um, who's actually tuning in to listening right now. Uh, for those who are actually tuning in uh, via web, don't forget, you can actually go to the Google Play Store, download that uh, that app, iPhones, uh, tablets, all that good stuff. Download that. It's absolutely free. The encouragement is free along with uh, the app. That's uh, Wiring 1328. We really appreciate the support. Yeah, but with this topic, man, what happens when you truly get life? You know, I was sitting up thinking uh, last night, thinking about a topic. It was my round for topics. And um mm-hmm. Yeah, you got, you got a lot of people walking through life um, not knowing where they're going, even though everything mm-hmm. appears to be fine. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. honestly, it truly, a lot of folks out there are, are walking around and they truly don't get life. You know, mm-hmm. they tr- truly don't get it. And when I say that, I mean, like, what's, what's, your, what's the purpose? What's your purpose here? What are, you, uh, what are you living for? What are you waking up for every morning? You know, when we talk about truly getting life, I used to be one of those folks, man, to where I thought life was the lavish cars, uh, money, and, you know, just doing all type of stuff uh, pertaining to monetary things. And uh, mm-hmm. that that's not where it's at. You know, my experience has taken me uh, in a totally different direction. But, you know, for the average person, you know, with the way the system is set up, well, we tend to, you know, get into that rat race and chasing that dollar every day until we become zombies. And we don't even realize it. So, you know, what happens when you truly get life? Total, it's a totally different situation when you truly get life and understand your purpose here on this rock we call Earth, in my opinion. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, no, great topic, man. Um you know, like you said, we can go various different ways. Uh, for a lot of people, even when you kind of find your purpose, you may not have um, 100%, you know, truly get life or, or get where it is. I, I mean, personally, I, I think life is a, a, a learning, ongoing, daily thing. You know, even if you're living in a happy, happy place or a happy space, you're always able to learn something new um, every day. Um, now, the thing is, is, is people who... Uh, experiencing depression or going through certain things who really don't know they're experiencing depression or don't even know the signs of depression or don't even know Mm -hmm. um, um, that they're living like kind of out of order, you know, so that, that, that becomes a problem for me. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it just depends on how how you want to look at things. My whole thing with anybody is no matter what you decide to do, um, just try to be the most happiest um, as possible. Be happy and be you doing it, no matter who may like it or who may not like it. You know, that's my thing. Right, right, right. And, you know, a lot of folks, um, you know, you talk about happiness. Happiness could come in, in, you know, a whole bunch of different forms when you talk about, about happiness, man. But and we got to be careful when we when we throw in the word happy around. A lot of people could be happy with financial situations. You know, that, that yeah. brings them happiness. And that's still some sort of type of that's still some sort of type of emptiness there if you're allowing um monetary things to, to make you happy and you feel complete when you buying that handbag or you feel complete when you're getting that 
you know, nice tie or you buy that nice, you know, uh, sports coat. That to me, that's mm-hmm. not that's not happiness. You know, happiness will always start within. Um, once we deal with that, and I agree with you when you talk about how you know life is still, you know, you're still learning through life and walking through life. But I think that at at, at some point in life, you know, it's automatic mm-hmm. when you finally when you finally get life. And most times yeah. that happens when you know when tragic moments come about um, when you when you finally stop and get life. Something tragic has happened, probably have taken place. You agree? That's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I think with anybody, it it takes um, a tragic situation or it takes you to go through something that you really don't like. Matter of fact, I think I did a quote yesterday. Um, and like I say, all my quotes are really about me. People might not know that. Oh. Anytime I put an Anthony Thoughts out, it's something that I've experienced um, real dear. And I think the quote was something about you have to do something you absolutely hate in order to get to a place and do something that you absolutely love. And I pretty much right. walked that um, path for about a good couple of years where I was doing something that I absolutely hated to do um, every uh-huh. single day, every single moment of doing it. But I continued on that path because I knew that it was something out there, something out there for me to do better. And that, and that time and place came. And, and then, you know, it's been easy breezy ever since. Um, even when right. you're talking about financial financial gain, um, it's a difference from a person who is um, buying a handbag or buying certain things, I should say, to make them feel good, um, because uh-huh. that leads into your that lead that usually leads into your insecurities. That's the difference if you go out and you want to buy something just because you want to buy it, you know, and, and there's no excuse, yes or no. You just want to go out and you just want to buy something because it's your money. That's what you choose to do. But when you're in a state of depression or in a state of unhappiness and you buy a, a purse or a new car or something and that cheers you up, that's a problem Yeah. because you're looking to, to purchase something in order to find your happiness, and that, that would never find your happiness. You know, now if you're out here doing a daily grind or owning your own business and you're building a financial empire, but you're leaving things in place for your next generation, that's real financial gain for me because, you know, no one one would never know that. No one would know that you have that empire. No one would know that you're even gaining that financially. The only time people would know that is when you actually transition to, you know, a pass away and all of a sudden, people are left with tons of money because that's what you chose to do is pass it down from generation to generation. To me, that's great. Exactly. That's real financial gain. That's a, that's a great point. That's a huge point when you're talking about um, building on something. Um, I, for one, believe that, you know, just like you, you don't have to place everything on display or talk about it. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if you've truly moved past the physical aspect of life, you've truly mm-hmm. moved on. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people get that. When you've truly moved past the physical aspect of life, that's when you know you've truly, truly moved on. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I always, and I, you know, the platform that I, the, the conversation is when I base that on my experiences, man. And, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to see a lot of things and I've been a whole bunch of places. But mm-hmm. the piece that I have within today it's something totally different from anything I've ever acquired in life. That's great. Anything I'm talking about from the, the Porsche truck to the, to the Mercedes Benz to the big house out in Michigan. All that was my, that right now, my mindset, that's my new. Mm-hmm. I've experienced something within me, something totally different on this side of life, man. And I'm actually grateful for that. Most people don't get to that point. And we have to remind ourselves daily when we actually get there. And I have to remind myself, this is something personal for me, that I have to realize that I became foreign, even some mm-hmm. of my family members. I became mm-hmm. foreign because my mindset was changed. You know, so That's the most difficult we'll, part. That's the most difficult yeah, yeah, part because when you start evolving into who you know that makes you the most happiness, uh, prior to that, people are used to who you already are. So exactly. if you've been in, doing your life for 35 years or so, 
living a certain way, and you acquired these friends, you acquired um, these um, monetary things, and then all of a sudden you've been enlightened to a new you, um, they will most 97% of them people will not accept that new you. Only person that's going to accept it is you. And, and with exactly. that, uh, hopefully you have to be, be firm enough that. to, yeah, if that people will attract, that you attract the right people towards that new you. And, and that's a difficult process, especially if you're not strong enough to deal with it. Because, you know, like you said, a lot of those people are going to be real close people. It could even be your father or it could even be your mother or your a brother or sister who just don't want to accept uh-huh. the new you. And that's going to be a hard pill to swallow for most people. And that's why a lot of people backtrack. Because if you're so used to your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your best friend following who you are, and then when you become a new you, they absolutely don't like it or try to call it and maybe, you know, um, step back from you, a lot of people backtrack to who they were just to keep those relationships intact. Yeah, you know, my thing is I'm very unapologetic when it comes to that um, as far as my personal experience uh, with this life. Mm-hmm. I don't apologize for who I've become. And, you know, I don't no need. I've, I've I've made a whole bunch of people uncomfortable over the years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. thing is I don't apologize for none of that because it's a different type of peace. And when when folks are connected and, and lined up and, and, and everything is lined up for the people that's supposed to be there with you, they'll get that and they'll get you. But, you know, when we go to constantly trying to explain to others this path and this road that we walk, that's where we fail. Mm-hmm. You know, we fail when we try to, uh, I'd like to say, for lack of better words, submit ourselves to, okay, well, they're uncomfortable, so I'm just going to go back to what I was doing. You know, before, when I wasn't enlightened with myself, that's the wrong thing to do, man. And that's what we mm-hmm. talk about, what happens when you truly get life. It's a, di- it's a different Absolutely. ball game on that side. It's a different ball game Absolutely. on that side of life, man, when you when you truly align yourself with yourself. I remember what you do maybe, that. Go ahead. No, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but I was just thinking back. I remember maybe like two and a half years ago, <clears> kind of <throat> like right before uh, I actually officially came out with the book, I had thought of a mm-hmm. quote that I had said, and I actually it was like the main quote I had on my website at the time, and I said, sacrifice is deadly when it compromises your happiness. Uh, that's one of my mm-hmm. favorite um, quotes personally because traditionally we've all been taught that you're supposed to sacrifice anything for the people you love. You're supposed to sacrifice all the time yeah, for your kids. You're supposed to sacrifice <clears throat> all the time for your parents. But a lot of times when we do that, it compromises our happiness. And what I try mm-hmm. to tell people, and I've had to learn to tell myself is that, I'm no good to my kids. I'm no good to my mom, my dad, and my brother. If I sacrifice certain things that compromise my happiness because I'm going to get into a state of depression or either I could possibly die from that depression or become sick, and then I'm going to put a guilt on them. So in essence, eventually I'm going to hurt them as well as myself. So what I tell people, and just always use this as an example, let's say your son, your mother, whoever it is, they come to you and they ask you for $1,000. And in your mind, you're going to be very fucking pissed if you really decide to give them that $1,000. I don't care if it's your mom, your son, or whomever. But uh-huh. to compromise your happiness, you may say, you know what, I got 250 for you because you can live with that 250 You see what I'm saying? Right. So you give exactly. them that 250 and you can sleep at night. So that's an example uh-huh. I always like to use. Great example. Great example. A lot of folks think that. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. Um, you know what? Let's let's take a real quick break first. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that on cool. the other side of the break. Got to pay we'll the bills. How... YRN 1328. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. We'll be right <laughs> back, folks. Have you ever sat down and simply wanted someone to fully understand your life? Someone who wakes up every day and does their best to provide and protect their loved ones the way you do. Someone who has been confused, lost, scared, or just trying to figure out how to balance their life spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially. If so, Life is Outstanding is the book for you. Anthony promises his readers that you don't have to be perfect to live an outstanding life.
All right, we're back, folks. We're back. We're back. That was Anthony D. Collins with Life is Outstanding. Um, books available everywhere, uh, Amazon, uh, everywhere. You actually, actually, you could go to the app, um, click on Anthony's books, and it will take you directly to um, the page where you can actually purchase that book. Outstanding book. Um, I've read it myself. Good author, good brother. Good stuff there. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. No doubt. Yeah, man, but um, so... Well, we're talking about but what was the last thing you said? I, I kinda got sidetracked. I was talking about, you know, uh, compromising. I had left off with that example of how I tell people how you may, you know, do something for somebody without compromising your happiness. Correct. Right. And you know, a lot of folks a lot of folks today, man, and I've done it in, in my past, the way I've compromised my happiness for relationships, for family, for kids. Mm-hmm compromising that but we have to understand that uh, you know if we don't compromise that we're not we're not being rude we're not being mean we're not being any of that stuff you you cannot and you should not place someone else's happiness above your happiness you Mm -hmm. cannot and should not place someone's life above your life when i say life meaning happy life you know that where you're getting that inner peace from If, if that if that in any inkling of a way you know, disrupt your, your peacefulness, either you remove the person or you remove yourself from that situation. It's plain mm-hmm. and simple. It's plain and yeah. simple. This is not, you know, hard. It's not Chinese math. Anything that disrupts your peacefulness, either you try and fix that situation or you remove those people from your life. Yeah. That's just plain yeah. and simple. I don't care who it is. I have a brother, and I'm going to be a little transparent here this morning. Mm-hmm. One of my brothers, and, you know, as you know, I have three older brothers. There's four of us. Um, we, mm-hmm. we call ourselves, since we were kids, we call ourselves the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to my brother in over a year. Mm-hmm. It's because I refuse to compromise my peaceful space because of the toxicity that he brings to the party every time he's around. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't have a problem with him, but my other two brothers have a problem with him as well, as well as his mother. Mm-hmm. So who's the mm-hmm. problem there? So do yeah. I, just because he's my brother, continue to deal with him and you know in his toxicity and and deal with him on a on a on a daily basis when it's interrupting my peace? Just because he's my brother, I'm supposed to allow him into my vortex? I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. I don't believe nah. so. Some people have said that I'm harsh with that, but hey, man, I'm, that, that's just the way I am. I, that's that's the peaceful state that I am in, and I refuse. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. Right. If they if if that right. that peacefulness within me is disrupted, I have to remove them from my life. Yeah. They sound harsh or what have you, but the way I I deal with my life, it's my life. I have one life to live, and I'm gonna live it. In peace. But, you know, sometimes, um, let's talk about the word harsh. You know, sometimes being harsh is not always a bad thing uh, when you know why you're being harsh. You know what I'm saying? It's different if you're being harsh because you're just being an asshole or you're just being evil to somebody or just trying to, you know, put some negativity on somebody for no reason. But if you're being Uh harsh because... Deep down, you love your brother, but at the same sense, um, yeah, you can't allow that negativity um, within your realm, then there's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, you're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of you and yours, and that's and that's exactly. ultimately the most important thing um, at all costs, by any means necessary. You know, one of Malcolm X's favorite lines, and I, and I use that a lot, you know, look for your happiness by any means necessary even when it it requires you to cut off some people that close to you. Exactly. Exactly. We got a quick call in here, man. We'll get the call. It's just like you always say, we don't want to forget about those yep. folks. That's the folks that actually make us here on these platforms. Seven seven zero four five six. We're coming at you. Hey, welcome to hello, your energy world. Hello, fellas. It's, it's, it's Melody S. Hello, hello. Hey, hey what's going on, Melody? I am wonderful. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Yeah, pretty good. Well, I What's was listening to the conversation, mm-hmm. and um, when you fellas were talking about how you transform or you um, 
you know, you, you're, you're elevated in your awareness and you become a different kind of person in your growth. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I feel like I'm young, so I feel like every day I'm steady evolving. I'm steady mm-hmm. becoming the woman I was meant to be. Um, so I've been listening to you guys, and I've learned a lot because I'm definitely guilty of putting uh, everyone else's needs in front of my own happiness, it, especially my children. I was just always taught that, you know, like you said, I'm supposed yeah. to sacrifice for my children, and I do yeah. every single day, every single minute. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I don't know why I feel like, well, I guess it's because when you've grown up, you know, with that in your head, that's what you've been taught. You need permission mm-hmm. to be happy, even when yeah. others are not. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for yeah. me to be happy when people around me are not. So I try to make them mm-hmm. happy however I can. Mm-hmm. So this this has really been a, a great conversation so far. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I definitely like the way you added to it because uh, – you're living it now, and we all have, and and, it, and it's still an ongoing thing. I don't want people to um, think that I, I have it all figured out when it comes to compromising and my happiness and stuff like that. But I can say for the for the overall past couple of years or so, maybe a little bit longer, I I know how to say no and feel okay with that. In the past, mm. I would never say no. Even if it was something I knew was wrong or dangerous, but I thought that person I was doing it for, it would make them yes. happy. I would just go ahead yes. and say okay. But now yeah. I can honestly say no to somebody and go to sleep for eight hours and be cool. I'm and trying to be like you when I grow up. It's a process. I'm trying to be like you when I grow up because it's, it's yeah, hard. It's, it's, it's really hard. It's very hard. But we, it's, it's very know, we hard. Truly, we truly get life when we actually see that person. Uh, for instance, I use my brother for an example. When we see that, that person in that quicksand. It's okay to throw him a rope, and it's okay to pull him out of that mm-hmm. quicksand. But once he's out of there, he's going to have to wash himself off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know That's what I'm saying? Example. But if I'm, if I'm pulling example. him out of the quicksand, and I'm washing him off and putting his clothes on and getting him dressed, how have I helped the situation? Yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. But what I find also um, mm-hmm. to be like a problem for probably for many people, but I know in my case for sure, if I'm in a situation where I can't help, I just don't have the means to help, whether it be emotionally, spiritually, you know, financially, right. you know, and, and you, you have to tell someone, emotional. no, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm, I'm saying like all, all of those things. People right. just, you know, they kind of like, you know, get angry because because yeah. I can't, you know, and it makes me feel yeah. bad, you know. So I want to get yeah. to a point where, like you said, I just don't care. No, I can't do it, and that's just it, you know. But but you know what you have to start doing? You have to start challenging those people in a sense to, like, make them realize how can you be upset with me for not being able to fix your problem. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because, because at the end of the day, before they called you, you didn't even know about the problem. It was their problem. So if right. they exactly. couldn't figure it out, how in the hell they expect you to come right in and figure it out? Now, thing is, you may be resourceful enough at some point to give them a way out to a certain degree, but at the end of the day, it's their problem. Now, yeah, of course, when we're talking about our kids, I don't want people to get this, Mr. Strew. You know, I do everything that I can for my children, but at some point I always tell them, don't put me or you in a situation that even if I want to help you, I can't help you. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Because Uh they may do something or say something to someone or do something in this world where they put us in a situation that no matter how much we want to help them, we can't help them because they dug that deep of a hole. Right, and and that's and and, and for that, when we're talking about kids, let's talk about that for a second and and, uh, and lay our hats on that for a minute. You know, a lot of people, you know, they say, I'll do anything for my kids. Hell, I say it. I say it about Kennedy and Taylor. But We've all at some it. point, at, at some point, you you can't compromise yourself when it's a continual, uh, ongoing cycle. Mm-hmm. If they're continually doing that, how many times are you gonna run into that burning building and not mm-hmm. get burned? Mm-hmm. How many times? Yep. You're right. So you know that goes for kids. That goes for for anyone who is actually blocking that, that, that peaceful state of truly getting your life. 
and, and how many times are we going to go into that building? And even to add on what Trent and just the conversation in general, I just believe that uh, your name is Melissa, right? Melody. 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 Hey, that's, I'm that's so Melody, sorry. man. So uh, actually, that she got the sponsorship uh, coming up here mid-April into uh, to May. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm bad with names. Please forgive me. Yeah, but, but yeah. Melanie, okay. my thing is that <laughs> my, my thing is that for me, I'm gonna just tell you for me when when I when I got fed up, and I think you're probably gonna figure this out sooner or later. You get tired of the cycles because life is about cycles. Whether you're going to work every yeah. day, whether you own your own business, or you're going to school, or whatever you're doing, it's about cycles. But what, it's gonna be one or two of those cycles that you just gonna completely hate. And then you're going to get tired, and you're going to finally say, you know what, I'm going to have to do something different because this cycle right here I cannot take if I want to be a successful person for myself, for my children, and if you're married or the person I'm with. So at that point is when you're going to start trying to come out your comfort zone and start trying different things. And you're going to fail at first. I'm not even going to make it seem like it's going to be easy. Yeah, you're going to fail at first. You're going to get frustrated at first. But slowly you're going to start seeing progression. And then you're going to keep on doing that step by step. And then you'll be able to like share your testimony the way me and Trent are sharing our testimonies today. Exactly, exactly. Hey, Melanie, really appreciate it. Tell the folks uh, where they can actually find those uh, books as well as uh, your upcoming book coming up. Tell the folks where they can Oh, you can that. find all of my titles on Amazon right now. Um, in the process of getting a brand-new, beautiful website built, so stick with me on that one. Um, you can find Mary and the Family, Murderous Obsession, Murderous Obsession 2, and Love of Poetic Flow. Um, um, and the new one that's coming May 2nd is called Intimidated by Love. It will also be available through um, Amazon and CreateSpace and on my website. There it is. Good stuff there. When I grow up, I want to be just like you. Good stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, appreciate you. Y'all have appreciate a good time. Tuning. I'm going to keep listening. No okay. doubt. Thank you. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Let's, 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 mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about this, this, uh, this burning building for a second when you're constantly um, going back for someone. If, if, if mm-hmm. someone's constantly placing themselves in that burning building, I'm talking about a repeated cycle here. You know, we have to stop and think at some point, I'm going to get burned one of these times going in here grabbing them. Mm-hmm. Something's going to take place, and your happiness will be compromised. Everything about your life, as you know it, will be compromised if you're constantly going back. You know, and just mm-hmm. like you said, life is a cycle, but how many times we're going to pass that street up you know, in, in that burning house, you know, in the same week or the same month or the same year or, you know, every five, six years. How many times are we going to pass that street up? We pass that street up mm-hmm. once we're supposed to be going forward, not not veering mm-hmm. off and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, but – and that's what I mean by truly good life. You know, folks, you'll be truly, truly happy when you're able to, to walk away from from something that's bringing you down, with no regrets. When you knew that you know that you tried everything that you could try, you can, you can walk away with no regrets and not feel bad. Like Melody was saying, she feels bad sometimes. But mm-hmm. she's gonna get to a point that's where, normal. yeah, that's that's normal. She'll get to the point to where it's like you know you ever heard that saying, "Tired of being sick and tired." Yeah. yeah. At some point, oh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be tired. She's gonna be tired of getting sick and tired. Yeah, you know, and and, and, and I, just hope, that. I just hope, like, like I'm speaking upon my experience. I'm just hoping that for her, it doesn't get to, like for me. It got to the point where it was making me unhealthy. You know, I was an unhealthy person. Right. I was always sick. Um, you know, I, I I I had like a mild stroke um, in my early early 30s or right before I turned 30, and all that That's stuff huge. was adding up. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm hoping that. It doesn't get to the point for Melanie or anybody else that's listening and may be battling with this. Now, I, and then even I want to go a little further. Even like tomorrow, me and B Fly doing a show that kind of coincides with this. With with and the title of the show is why you shouldn't. And again, uh-huh. we've been programmed. Even when you if you follow scriptures and stuff like that, they say always help your neighbor and help other people and this and this and that. And that. Well, I'm going to go against the grain with that. 
and I'm going to tell you on why you shouldn't help others. And, 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 and this is a, it's this, and it goes back to what we're talking about today, because right. sometimes you shouldn't help others again if it's compromising your happiness. If you're not exactly. able to think, go to sleep at night, or get some rest, or even just be a healthy person, then you might want to rethink whoever, whomever that is you're trying to help. Because you know, right. one thing my father always <clears throat> said, no matter how many arguments or anything that we got back and forth, me and my dad, and it always stuck with me. And he always said, if you cannot stand on your own two feet, you cannot do anything for yourself or nobody else. And he exactly. was nowhere by far a religious man. My dad would tell you he ain't thinking about no damn church or nothing like that. But those are two uh-huh. things he always stands on to this day. You know, if you can't stand on your own two, you can't do anything for anybody else. Exactly. And you know, the thing about it, man, we talk about, you know, helping and assisting folks. Uh, and I know that you're not just talking about financially. Even from, a, mm-hmm. from an emotional standpoint, man. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Sometimes we go into these situations helping people emotionally and end up, you know, brigaded and, and, and into, into their mess, tied into, yeah. into, their, into their foolishness and their turmoil. So we got to be yeah. careful with that as well, man, when you're talking about, well, you know, someone's looking at you as, as a mentor or you're trying to mentor someone. You know, these days I actually i am careful with who I assist in those areas because nine times out of ten, you know, if they're having serious problems like that, sometimes yeah. it's just far beyond me. You know, bro, that now that you mentioned emotional, I have had so many people come to me, even recently, and tell me that it's been harder for them to get over helping somebody emotionally than it was financially. Let's say for instance, you got yeah, somebody and, and they and they ask you for some money or whatever, and you might not really have it, but you go ahead and give it to them, you you get over mm-hmm. it pretty soon because you're going to make some more money and you're going to figure it out. But let's say you try somebody coming to you and they want your emotional help, and you take that on. But they so messed up, they're not receiving your emotional help, but you still keep trying. You'll all of a sudden find yourself in a worse condition than they were. Because yeah. emotions, that's that's the key to everything. And if you allow the wrong person exactly. to come into your life and you try to help them in that situation and they're not quite ready for that help, man, you'll destroy your own soul. And that's called, ladies and gentlemen, that's called compromising your happiness. I had a conversation with one of our biggest supporters yesterday. Um, and when we were talking, and you'd be surprised how folks pay attention without even letting you know. And, you Absolutely. know, we were talking about some some things and, and, and whatnot, and she brought up some situations uh, from the past. And mm-hmm. she pretty much was saying that, you know, you've given yourself so much to so many people until they won't release you until they actually acknowledge that. And I thought that mm-hmm. was so deep. So I was like, what do you mean? She was like, if, if, if I can't acknowledge that you've pushed me forward, how far am I going? Hmm. When she said that, I just like, oh wow, Michelle, that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you put on that Teddy Pendergrass voice though? Hey, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, that's deep. <laughs> no, nah, I didn't say that, but it was it was I thought about it after a while. Like if I can't if I if I can't acknowledge that, think about that, man, being the person that's stuck. If mm-hmm. if you push me and in and, and the right direction in my life. And for some strange reason, we, you know, we don't talk anymore or whatever. If I can't acknowledge that, how far have I gone? I haven't gone mm-hmm. as far as you push me. I'm still right there. Right. You're still, you, your hand is still on my back pushing me. How far right. have I gone? You know, right. so that's, a, that's another thing of, you know, what happens when you truly get your life. If you truly right. get your life, you you go back and you, you, you make those, you know, Accept your mistakes. Acknowledge those. You have to acknowledge those mistakes first before you can actually yeah. truly get your life. When you acknowledge you know, that, you'd be go ahead. No, no, go ahead. When you acknowledge that, finish your point. I'm sorry. When 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 you, when you acknowledge that, you, you you feel so much better, man. It's like a huge burden is off of you. That's why I, that's mm-hmm. why I sleep very well at, at at night, man. I can acknowledge my mishaps mm-hmm. and my mistakes, and it took me a while to do that. I sleep, but I sleep very well at I'm night. Talking, 
I'm talking about I sleep so good. I be having uh I be having crust and all on the side of my lip. I be having crust coming down my ears, I sleep so good, man. I'd be like, dang, where that come from? <laughs> that's a man that's a man who happens to truly get his life. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm really, but I, I, you you brought you you bringing out a lot in this show and this topic because I, I can think back now, for everybody know, I, I was fortunate enough to be raised by my dad and my mom all the way up. I think I moved out when I was um, going on, no, nah, right after my 21st birthday is when I moved out. So I was fortunate uh-huh. enough to be raised by both of them. But in that process, right after I moved out, my parents decided to get a divorce. Um, could be various reasons. I really never found out. But anyhow, during that time, my dad had a real bad drug habit. You know, I don't, people may not know this or not, but he did. Uh-huh. And um, my mom left, divorced him. He still went down, and eventually got to the point where he lost his place. And I never forget this conversation. He came over to my house. I was with my daughter, mom, at the time. I just—I actually didn't even have a house yet; I had an apartment. And he said, "Well, they just kicked me out. I was wondering if I can stay here." Now, this is a man who pretty much raised me from day one, and at that time, I told him no, which was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. So I know he moved in with a young lady he used to work with. It's kind of a long story, so just bear with me a little bit. And um, Mm -hmm. eventually she got tired of him after maybe a year or so, but we didn't know this. So my dad actually was homeless for probably a good year and a half, and for probably the first year or so I didn't know he was homeless. I didn't find out until my grandma called me from Vegas and kind of filled me in on the story because I just assumed that he was still living with the young lady. But anyway, the young lady started having some difficult problems. Her father got sick, but her father stayed in Mississippi, so she ended up moving to Mississippi, and my dad didn't go with her for whatever reason. So my grandma Mm -hmm. called me, and by this time I did have my house. My grandma called me, and she said, I just got a real bad feeling. I know I'm out here in Vegas. I know I can't do much. I'll send you whatever money I can, but I want you to go get your dad because I can. I just got a feeling. And, you know, mama knows. Mamas always know. They just know exactly. that your dad doesn't have anywhere to stay. I say, huh? So I thought about it. I didn't even act on it right away. I probably act on it maybe a week and a half later. My daughter, mm-hmm. I forgot how old she was. She was probably about five, six, seven, somewhere in there. And, you know, from my house to the west side is about almost an hour drive. So it was me and my daughter here. I said, come on, let's go take a ride. So I remember where the house was. I kind of just had a memory. It was crazy because I had only been over there one time. But for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you know, the universe worked in crazy ways. I was able to remember where, this, where the house was that he previously, that he was supposed to be at. Now, right. that house was boarded up, and I looked to the right, and I seen his car. So some just told me to go knock on the window. I knocked on the window, and it was my dad in the car. That's where he wow. was living. So wow. at that point, I said, Dad, how you doing? What's going on? He said, hey, hey, hey. I said, get what you can. Come on with me. So at that point, my dad stayed with me probably for about almost two years. And the story you may think is about to be a good story, but it wasn't. It, it was a struggle for me and my dad, the person who raised me 21 years, because he wasn't at the same place anymore. Me and he was going back and forth about a certain thing because he actually – Wanted to start just come over here and just not do anything and want to always drink uh-huh. beer and stuff like that. I said, Dad, no, nah, this is not how it's going to be. I don't mind you staying here, but you're going to have to do something. So right. I even provided him an avenue. A young lady I knew said, oh, I can get your dad a job. Tell him to go up to the DMV, get him a CDL, and he can be a school bus driver. So he did that, and he became that. And everything was cool for a while. Now, during that process, me and my daughter and mom broke up. So at, at some point, it was just me and my dad here, which was cool. I'm like, hey, I ain't got nobody. You ain't got nobody, so I guess it's just me and you. So my son mm-hmm. was over here a lot of times, and um, I would be off at work, working overtime or whatever. So anyhow, he said some real disrespectful things to my son. And again, <clears> it put me in another tough situation, and I had to kick my dad out again. I said, Dad, how could you say those type of things to my son when you never even said those type of things to me? So why would you think that I would allow that to be okay? And on the second right. point, when my son tell my mama, she's going to be over ready to come over here and kill you. So how am I supposed to weigh that? Right. My mom on her way over here to kill you probably, and then you said these things to my son. That was wow. another difficult thing. But when you when you do these type of things, 
and you think that you're 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 doing something wrong, but again, we're talking about compromising my happiness. I can safely say when I did that, my dad moved in with a, with his lady that he worked with. They've been together ever since. They're not married because he feel like he's too old to get married again. But that's another story. <laughs> They've been together. You know, he's retired uh-huh. now. He's getting he's getting a nice pension. He's getting his social security check. And almost uh-huh. all the time he comes over here and we'll play chess or whatever the case may be, got the best relationship in the world. So I say all that, sometimes if you make the right decisions that's best for your happiness, things will work themselves they out. And that's a long story, yeah, but yeah. they go a test. No, it wasn't long, man. I mean, you know, it wasn't, wasn't long at all, man. That was, that was, it needed to be said. It had to be said. And besides, you know, you got the sponsorship here, so you're able to say anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the gatekeeper is B flash saying. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? You say anything you want, man. So, <laughs> with that said, we're going to take another commercial. We'll be right back on the other side of the break with this, uh, this hot topic here, man. We'll be right back. YRN 1328. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Yes, it's finally here. It's official. Sign with Universal, Miss Renetta Mays, with You Got Me Open. Live from Flame Studios, Vibration Radio, Taylor Kennedy Media, and of course, yourradionetwork.com. Buy that, cop that. Hell, I don't care if you burn that, but just support that. Miss Renetta Mays, you got me open. All right, we're back, folks. We're back. We're back with uh, this hot topic here and with uh, my brother from another mother, as we do here every Saturday on uh, Your Energy, Your World, Mr. Anthony D. Collins. Um, that was Miss uh, Renata, Renata Mays, the lovely Renata Mays with her new single, You Got Me Open. That single's out there doing pretty good, doing well. You can get that um, everywhere, anywhere outlets out there as far as uh, online outlets. You can grab that. Um, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, uh, it's trending on uh, Jay-Z's title and all that good stuff. So good stuff there. Miss Renetta Mays. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, man. But yeah, that was that was actually a, a great story, that man. Um, and I, I love the way that you didn't you didn't dress it up. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I love about you yeah. as a brother. You know, you just you just give it. Hey, we're not going to dress this up. This is how it is. This is what happened, and and that's that's mm-hmm. what happens when you get to a point where you get your life. You're truly helping mm-hmm. someone else in their life. You know, you can't mm-hmm. you can't put smoke and mirrors on something and, and assist someone in, in you know getting their life. You have to right. be very transparent. Sometimes you have to lose yourself in that motivation to give someone life. True that. You know, I agree. Sometimes you have to lose yourself to give someone that life because, you know, I, I truly believe that this is my purpose on this planet to, to you know, give up myself to push others forward to get that life and to get that experience that I experience daily. Um, mm-hmm. That's just called, you know, true inner peace, man. When you can actually yeah. sit and be peaceful with yourself, that's the best, that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's something that we kind of didn't talk about. Just starting to learn how to, uh, you know, have fun with yourself or find that inner peace, and that could be another difficult thing because I know it was very difficult for me. You know, I'm I'm 40 now. Um, shoot, man, maybe when I was 36, 37, I, I kind of was getting to that point 
Uh, uh-huh. But I used to just keep company around me because I couldn't stand to be alone. I didn't even care how right. bad the company or how good the company is, you know. And, and, and that's that's a very bad thing because you bring so many different energies and spirits your way that it's just not it's not helping you get nowhere else. So I went through a phase where I put myself in situations to so that I could be alone and work on myself, face myself, cry at night, uh, be frustrated, you know, go through the whole uh, maybe withdrawal. You know, uh-huh. I know this maybe is what a portion of what a drug addict or an alcoholic may go through, or whatever the case may that's be. Great but it's a great analogy. You you have to do that, you know, because when you come out of that, and like I was talking about cycles with, with Melanie earlier, when you come out of that, you you get to a place where you're just tired. And when you're completely tired, I think even Trent said that too, tired, you know, you're just tired. And when you're completely tired of something, that's when you start be willing to take some meaningful risk of saying, you know what, I'm about to do something out of my comfort zone. I'm not I'm not used to this. I don't know where it's going to go, but i got to try something because this cycle that I'm in now doesn't make any sense to me. And, and then exactly. slowly but surely, again, you will see that progression. And, again, and, and you know, on, on this show, man, I love the concept of our show, and I'm not tooting our own horns here, but, you know, it, it is what it is when you say your energy, your world. And for me, when I got to that place where I got my life, I was removed from every single person in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I was alone. Yeah. I was alone in this house by mm-hmm. myself. After I came yeah. out of that darkness, all that crying, all that, you know, that, that and that's why I said that was a great analogy with the, the drug thing. You 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 know, you you can actually compare that to a drug addict when you're actually trying to get to that happiness. I was I was here mm-hmm. alone. No one, when I tell you the house was empty, no one was here. From that darkness, mm-hmm. from from me being dealt with by my God, my creator, I came out and I released four books back to back. I cried with every last one of those books. As I wrote those books, I cried, especially that Four Horsemen mm-hmm. book about my father. I cried and cried mm-hmm. and cried and cried, but that was a cleansing, man. Not that I... I've gotten on the other side of that, and I'm, I'm, I'm truly in my life. I truly got my life, and I get it. I get it now. That was a cleansing for me. In that dark place, mm-hmm. dude, four books was birthed. And That's the only stuff. way that happened was I had to actually just, you know, I had to be alone. I had to be alone, mm-hmm. and it took me it took me a while. So you're talking about four books. And any anybody who's an author out there, anyone who's an author, or Anthony, you know how long it takes to write books. Yeah, if you want to do it right. That's a long, exactly. That's a long time. That's a long time, man, in that darkness. But we have to, we have to place ourselves there. And sometimes we don't, we get the strength when we're actually at the bottom, man. When we, when we actually scrape in the bottom of that, that pit. Yeah. Cause you don't have no else to get the strength. You have nowhere else to go. You have nowhere else to move. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nowhere else to go. There's nothing you know, else and to the do, only nowhere thing, else to go. The only thing is at the bottom of that pit is you and that mirror going to deal it. with you. And it's going to be dirty, gonna, too. You're going to have to clean that mirror it's off. Gonna, it's going to be dirty as well. A couple of times before you come out of there, you got to clean that mirror up. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, yeah, it's going to be dirty. But that's what, that's what, that's what I truly mean when, 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 you know, when I wrote this topic of what happens when you truly get mm-hmm. life. And I'll read the description okay. and, I'll, and, and I'll go into it. But it says, if life okay. suddenly stopped, if life suddenly stopped and we were on a cliffhanger of our last breath or here on earth, I'm sure if we had a second chance at life, we would view the world and the people in it a little differently. Mm. If life suddenly yeah. stopped and we're on that cliffhanger with mm-hmm. that last breath, Think about that with your lungs, man. If you you try to catch that last breath, everything mm-hmm. you've done gonna come back to you in mm-hmm. a matter of minutes. It's gonna flash back over you, man. And that that's the only mm-hmm. way. You know, our attention is we, we you know our attention is attracted to that is when tragic happens. Mm-hmm. You know, the only way yeah. you can get to the other side of your life and, and truly get life is from tragic moments, man. I don't care what no one says. Yeah. And, and tragic moments. Go ahead, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, go ahead. Tragic moments. You're on. You're on. You're on yeah, road, tragic, brother. Preach. 
tragic, tragic, <laughs> tragic moments, man, will have you in places where it's going to show you the real you. It's going to give you, mm-hmm. you whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And from that point, once yeah. you're shown exactly who you are, that's almost like turning your body inside out. All your organs yeah. are exposed. Yeah. Once you yeah. see that and you don't straighten yourself up, you're, just, you're, just, you're not going to, it's not going to happen for you. You'll probably die, yeah. you know, unhappy. Yeah, you will. And, and as we talk about us being authors and writers and going through these moments, all this information probably is a little bit overwhelming if you um, never experienced this or you're going through the battle right now. So I'll try to give you what kind of helped me. It doesn't necessarily mean it will help you, but you never know. Uh, when I was going through all these rock bottoms and tragic different situations, I started writing them down, not in the book form, just writing exactly what that tragic rock bottom situation was, okay? So then when I felt that I came out of it and another situation came along, I would write that down too. Um, Now I get to a place when I can go back and I can read all that and don't even blink and it doesn't even bother me, then you know you've kind of progressed as a person. You know, because Uh life is going to always bring you opportunities. A lot of people like to say I got a second chance at life. I like to say I got another chance at life because if you really sit down and really think about your life, you've gotten plenty of chances. The thing is, what did you do with those chances? Did you still Uh stay in that same cycle or did you really try to do something different to better yourself and to better yours? So stop saying second chance because it wasn't your second chance. If you really be honest with yourself, you probably done had a million and two thousand chances, two million chances. <laughs> For real, I know I have. I know yeah, I have probably stuff, three million chances. But yeah. it was those two million, two million and ninety nine, ninety nine chances that I was bullshit. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and once we realize yeah. that to ourselves, you don't have to admit it to me. You don't have to admit it to Trent or no one on this show. The only person you have to admit it to is yourself because you're trying to help exactly. yourself. But once you do that and, you, and you're able to, like, go over your tragic situation and read over them with no problem, then I feel, I think you'll start to feel better as a person. Exactly. That's some great points, man. That's some, that's some great points there. And honestly, I didn't know um, the topic was just written yesterday, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't know it was, uh, this, is, this is really a great topic, and I'm hoping that it truly touch uh, some folks out there, man, to truly, you know, understand what we're talking about when we're saying get life. You know, when, when, when you truly, what happens when you truly get life? And, again, you know, like I said earlier in the broadcast, when you get life, meaning you finally get it, you finally get it. You still, like Anthony said, you're still learning over time and over the course of your life. But when you get it, it becomes a little easier. The lessons mm-hmm. become a little easier. You can pass those tests a little better. You can get a hundred on those tests. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so mm-hmm. you can get a hundred on them when you truly get life. When you get it, the test you won't be cringing at the test. You won't be cringing at these these uh, obstacles and you know roadblocks. Let's just be honest, man. We're gonna always say this: we're imperfect, living in an imperfect world. And we're going to get those mm-hmm. roadblocks. We're going to get those stumbling blocks. We're going to get those, you know, those brick walls. What we do once we we on our path, headed toward our destiny, on that journey, what happens when we get to that stumbling block? You know, for right. me, I simply just walk around it. I don't try to jump over it. I don't try to, you know, none of that stuff. The way the, the way my faith is set up, totally different. I'm not about to battle that. I, I don't like to work hard. I walk around that and graciously continue on my path. Right. So I'm not climbing that. I'm not. I'm not sweating. I'm not gonna sweat that out. I'm not gonna dig. You know, dig a hole under that and try and get over that hump. No, I'm gonna graciously walk around it and continue on my path. That's what I call yeah. when you truly get life. It's like, man, you don't mm-hmm. have to. You don't have to fight every obstacle that comes your way. Avoiding mm-hmm. an obstacle tends to get you on the right path. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. And I know you were talking about a few minutes ago about, you know, why you appreciate what we're doing here with this show, your energy, your world. And I can just add on to why I appreciate it. It seems like every time we do a show, we always have a new caller. And I know Melanie is not new in a sense because 
Um, she's uh, actually, you know, sponsoring. Uh, we're sponsoring. We, we're sponsoring her. Or she's sponsoring us. Which one is it, brother? No, she's actually running advertising that'll start like mid-April, going into All right, May. Cool. But yeah, we're Appreciate actually, that. we're actually, uh, so, yeah, we're actually, but we're actually sponsors. <laughs> cool. I, yeah, I know you hate. That. I know so, you hate when I say that. But go ahead, brother. No, no, it's all good. No, um, is um, I appreciate that because that's a new relationship. That's a new person yeah. that you know we, that we're we're adding some value to, and she's adding some value to us as well. And that's what I appreciate about this network and, and this show. And, and we're fresh with. I think we've been doing this this particular show for maybe two months or so, if that. And every time about, we do a show, it's always it's, you're right. It's always a new caller get, sharing their experience and sharing their testimony. So that's what I. I appreciate the most. You know, Trent shares the numbers, so and I know neither me or him know all the people that we're seeing that's tuning into our app uh, and tuning into our show. So it's very appreciative to know um, that what we do means something to a lot of other people. Exactly, man. Exactly, and you know that that's that that's the um, for me. Um, you know, talking about appreciating what we do here on this show. Um, this is the flagship for the for the you know for the entire. Network, you know, you and I with this with this show, your energy, your world. So, you know, we we have to continuously bring this, you know, bring transparent topics like this to the forefront to where folks truly get it and understand it. You know, it's just not we're just not running off at the mouth on this platform. We truly giving of mm-hmm. ourselves. And when I say literally, we truly give it of ourselves uh, financially as well as you know um, pushing this thing forward. And we give this uh, encouragement for totally. It's free. It, it's right. totally free. You know, we got some in-store, you know, in-store purchases like you know books and and you know you get great music, get great music on there and all that stuff. But we, we're pretty much giving this stuff away for free, except for the sponsorship. You know, with people like Melody coming through doing advertising on the shows. But you know, Ed and I truly appreciate it, man. And uh, we couldn't do it without the listening audience there, man. Any closing uh, remarks there? No, um, actually, no, just, you know, thank you. Continue to support Wiring 1328, your radio network, and most definitely support the other shows. You know, tomorrow we're having an Anthony and B-Fly show. The title is Why um, Why You Shouldn't Help Others. I think that's going to be an interesting topic. <clears throat> uh, we always have Brother Ramiel um, every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we have the beautiful Butterfly, B-Fly, Bianca Fly, uh, my host on the Anthony and B. Fly show with her own show, The Beautiful Butterfly Show, every Tuesday and Thursday. I believe it's 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time and 6.30 yep. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then we have um, um, Queen um, Goddess Sherry. Um, she does The Priceless Minds, and she's very, a very a big advocate about mental health and social working issues and stuff like that. So if you have any questions or concerns about that, definitely tune in or reach out to Sherry. And then, uh, man, to wrap it up with, I always tease, Trent, the conversation with Lisa's show on Fridays <laughs> <laughs> with um, no other than Brother Trent and, and, and God is Lisa Tillman out of um, D.T. Page. I'm going to start calling her D.T. Page out of um, Atlanta, Georgia down there. So we got a great there it is. for you guys that can, can, can continue to support that. There it is. There it is. Until next week, Anthony and I will be back here uh, next Saturday at 11 a.m. with another thought-provoking topic. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, the Anthony B. Flash on tomorrow. It bringing it. So until next week, make sure you guys download that app, YRN1328. You guys be happy. Yep, yep.